Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of It Ain't Week to Speak. My name is Sam Webb, and I'm here to share some of the most epic conversations I get to have with some of the most fascinating people on our planet. Every episode is dedicated to elevating the conversation around mental health because it ain't weak to speak. I'm a massive believer that a conversation could change and save a life for the better. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to It Ain't Week to Speak. I am your host. This is Sam Webb here. Wherever you are in the world right now, when you shake it out, shake those arms out, shake your ass out, shake your back out, whatever it is, I want you to loosen up. This is a fucking hilarious podcast coming up. It's so funny. I've got a great guest on the podcast today, Magic Mike. Now, he's not the stripper that you're probably thinking of from the Hollywood blockbuster many years ago with Shenning Tatum. He's a different Magic Mike. The guy is an all-round gem, a very funny character, I must add. But before we even get into that podcast, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping. I want to check in with you guys, make sure everything's well. Please like, subscribe, share this podcast, share the episode if you like it. Please leave us a comment or a review. And if you're listening to it on your walk or at the gym or on a travel or a transit or if you're commuting to work, wherever you are listening to it, take a photo. I want you to try and take a photo, tag me, tag Livin, post it on your story, post it on Facebook, wherever, and I will get on there. I'll retweet it. I'll retag it. I'll like and comment and let's spread this podcast far and wide so that we can help people from all over the world. Remember that a podcast can be listened to absolutely anywhere. So if we're able to climb the charts and you know, the podcast has been received very well. People will be able to, I guess, see it just pop up on their algorithms wherever they are. So that always helps, guys. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you coming back time and time again to the podcast and listening. And if you are new to the podcast and this is your first time listening, I hope you enjoy it. I really do. And I hope you don't leave this thinking, oh, he's an absolute loser. Well, anyway, let's get straight down to the podcast. Magic Mike, not a stripper, has been a professional magician now for over 15 years, and he's been performing full-time for events all across Australia and around the world. The beauty of the pandemic, and he does mention this in the podcast, is that it allowed him to actually, you know, launch into events all over the world across Zoom. And we actually had a chance to do a couple of magic tricks on Zoom too, which I can't wait to show you guys if you ever want to see this. I will be sharing some of those snippets across my Instagram. So please watch out for those. Keep your notices on. Now, he's recently performed a very personal and a very powerful piece on Australia's Got Talent. Now, that is exactly how I came to recognize and to have heard of Mike and the work that he does. I was actually tagged in it 
a number of times from friends, some advocates that know that I'm a big supporter of mental health, of my own challenges and, and obviously the work that I've done with living and whatnot. But his performance literally shook Australia. Picture a card trick sharing his own personal story around his own challenges with mental ill health. It was just beautiful the way that it was delivered, the story, and, you know, brought tears to so many people's eyes. My hair on my arms stood up, you know, just listening to it. And I actually watched it a number of times. It's had over 2 million views across multiple platforms. The thing went viral, so it should have. And the power of mental health and sharing your story should never be undervalued. And the amount of lives that he's no doubt saved and helped and changed through sharing his own experience on a grand stage like that is monumental. But his story goes a hell of a lot deeper than that. And we're going to talk about it all here on the podcast. This is It Ain't Week to Speak with Sam Webb. Let's welcome Magic Mike to the microphone. Well, I'm absolutely stoked to have this funny looking hilarious slash magician comedian whoever the hell you are mate welcome onto the podcast magic mike mike it's an absolute pleasure but mate you're not a stripper so i want to hear all about it where is this name magic mike coming from yeah so well real name is mike mike well firstly sam absolute honor to be here been itching to chat to you for months now we've been trying to set this up for a while but mate it's okay yeah real name is michael People who see me come into an event as a magician and they go, oh, what's your real name? Like, you're just clearly using this. It's kind of funny because I remember at school, there was so many Michaels in my year. I honestly, there was like one in 15 people were Michael. I said to my mom, couldn't you give me a cool name? Like, you know, like Blazer or Sam or something, you know, something cool. <laughs> come on, mate. But but anyway, now it's finally found some upside with this, with this name. So yeah, real name is Michael, but... Yeah, I never thought of using the magic thing until the magic mic sort of pun until I made with Hamish and Andy and one of them mentioned a story on their podcast about we did this little silly thing. We went to an Italian pub, but Hamish was telling the story. Andy, we're with my mate, you know, our mate, Magic Mike, not the stripper, but, you know, the magician, the magic, you know, but and they had this little back and forth about me being funny, me versus Channing Tatum at a hen's party. And I just thought that's a pretty funny name. I'm going to use it. I changed my Instagram name as a joke just for about a week. And then I'm like, you know what? This, this is actually, this is all right. I'm I think it suits you, man. And I reckon you'd give him a run for your money, bro. Surely. Don't cut yourself short, man. Don't everyone ever cut has, yourself short. Everyone has their price, you know, at an event. If someone threw enough money at you, Sam, I reckon you'd get your shirt off at an event. Yeah, mate. That's... Why not? Who wouldn't, man? Of course I would. I reckon you definitely would. And I reckon you have. Mate, speaking of that, you're in a party shirt. Where are you off to, man? You're in Sydney right now. <laughs> you're in Australia. You're in the eastern suburbs. What is doing? I know it's 10 a.m. It's raining and I'm wearing a party shirt. This is literally my wardrobe is just this. I pretty much have a system. My girlfriend reminded me of it yesterday. If I don't get 10 nice shirt sort of compliments within its first 10 uses, it's done. <laughs> just burn so it, mate. All my shirts the fire. Are, yeah, exactly. So all the shirts have a bit of character to them because I don't have enough character myself, so I need to make up for it. That's the point. <laughs> I love that chat, man. I love that chat. This is what this podcast is all about. We're going to really rip into today. We're going to talk about everything and anything that you could possibly imagine. Now, I can't bust your the stuff you're doing is obviously incredible, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But instead of pumping up your tires too much right now, I want to talk about this moment on Australia's Got Talent. Now, I was tagged a number of times in a segment that you did, which went viral, and I'll let you tell the story. But it was around this magic trick utilizing cards to the judges 
and it was symbolized around mental health. And there was a story to it, which I found particularly extremely unique in the way that you explained it. There wasn't one part of that story that wasn't captivating from the moment that you actually did it. From the moment you're on stage to the very last moment when you got a standing ovation and all that. So talk to me through, you know, we know you're Magic Mike. We know you're not a stripper, although sometimes you probably are when you've probably had a couple or you get a bit carried away at events. That being said, mate, talk to me about the meaning and the mental health message and why did you choose that? Where did that come from? So, well, firstly, thanks for the wraps on it being captivating from start to finish. That's a big call. But yeah, the idea of it was I had this shot to go on a pretty big TV show. Yeah, they asked, what would you do if you had a five-minute slot? And I had thought of this idea. I'd never performed it anywhere else. That genuinely was the first time doing it. And I thought I've wanted to tell this story because it means a lot to me. This is the perfect, this is it. This is all coming together. So the idea of it was I'm going to walk out there in another party shirt, like just as a flamingo, similar-ish vibe. And the name Magic Mike really breaks the ice, gets people's guard down. I'm not wearing a top hat. I'm just coming in a bit silly. And then I start dealing these cards and I deliberately open with a joke about singing Queen and each card. So the idea of the trick, just for people who haven't seen it, is you give the cards to a judge to shuffle, they give them back to you, and then you shuffle. As you're dealing them, the cards are punctuating the point of a story. So say, this is a story about a guy named Jack, or a Jack, and he has seven brothers. And it just every card is a point to the story. And it can be, you can take that in a funny way or you can take that wherever, but I took it in a world where it's about this boy named Jack who has depression and he's real, he's by himself and he didn't realize that so many other people are like him. And when he started to realize these numbers, he sort of, A, was shocked and felt a bit like sad that this is happening, but B, he was like, this is, I'm not the only person. So it helped him get better and then he decided to return the favor and share his story and to try and pay it forward and help some people. So, and the story was about me. And the idea of it was I use a fake name and then I reveal it's about me 90% of the way through the trick. And that actually helped me funnily because I got quite emotional during it and I did not think I would. And luckily it wasn't until I make that reveal that it's about me that it's kind of, I went, oh yeah, it is about me. I look up and I see the judges a bit emotional. Like, this is about me. It's like then it hit me and I only had 10% of it, thankfully, to go. So I stumbled through that 10%, but it came around all right. So the motivation was, yeah, it's a genuine, true story about me. And I had these feelings and I did not know a single person who saw a psychologist or a psychiatrist or talked to their GP or took any medications or anything like that. So I knew those people existed, but just not in my not in my circles, my realm. So I didn't want to tell anyone or be the other one out. And then I just got very fortunate at the work, a place I was working at five, six, seven years ago, someone in HR who's thankfully very switched on in the emotional intelligence, she could see something was wrong. And she just said, I see this person, you should, I'm going to give you a book you in for them. And like she pushed me into it. And then that was the start of this whole thing of seeing people and being like, oh, this is actually great. And I'm not strange for doing it. So it was, yeah, that was it. Mate, I absolutely love it. And your mental health story is something that is unique to you. And you touched on a lot of really important statistics and 
facts and things throughout your card trick that was explaining this story, Jack, which is essentially you, around your story with mental health challenges and how many people have suicided over a year or have suffered with a diagnosable mental health issue. Whatever that is, you told the story from a place of a sacred place being your own. And the way that you actually said it, and I'll make sure that every single person who listens to this clicks on the show notes and is able to watch your video if they haven't already seen it. Because as I mentioned earlier, it is extremely captivating. It's very moving. And to get on a grand stage like that in Australia and be able to share it in a way like you did is quite unique. But it was extremely like moving to a point where there is no doubt in my mind how many lives you probably would have changed by doing the exact act that you did that night on TV. Yeah, I appreciate that. Like, it was very difficult to perform, not only technically with the skills or the how-to of doing the trick, but obviously sharing a story and getting all the words out and staying stoic enough to be able to finish your lines was difficult. But And strangely, this is going to sound weird, and I've never really said this to many people, there was a stage even after it, it hadn't aired yet, but there was a stage after with all this stress. I finally, again, I haven't told anyone this. I got pretty unwell after it, like the stress of it. I got, I was in hospital for a little while, but not to do with mental health, but just things happened to my body. And I remembered thinking, I don't think that was worth it. Like it was, took so much time and stress and all these things, but then it aired. And I still, honestly, every day it's been on YouTube for maybe five months and every day I get a bunch of messages, maybe DMs in Instagram or people commenting on the YouTube video, just with really nice things saying as simple as thank you to a very long story, a personal story that they're just sharing. And then it's great because it starts this, it starts like a conversation and a place for people to help each other out. Like you just see a YouTube comment and then people are chatting to each other and like, oh, wow, this has just started this little board of yeah so one of the nicest things that someone said and this kind of struck a chord very it was like 10 words not even said if you can tell the world i can tell my friends and that was it he just sent me a random in just a random message inbox on my instagram i was like wow that's maybe what this has done like it's made people just realize oh because i did tell it on a sort of national scale that yeah people can start telling their friends about how they're feeling that was just like shit even that one message is like that could have been it that's worth the the pain that i went through and so to get that of dozens and hundreds of times is is amazing so it's yeah very happy that it's helping people and appreciate that yeah you've said that yeah mate of course and i know that you wouldn't have done it for that but and I'm sorry that you had to experience some of the aftermath around maybe, you know, your physical elements or any issues that you, you had after the show and before it aired. So sorry that you had to experience that. But yeah, as I mentioned, I, there was no doubt in my mind seeing the impact that that would have had when it did get released. And I want to ask from a technical point of view, right? Let's, let's just leave the mental health journey aside for a moment. We'll come back and revisit that in a second and your own journey. But like, how did you think of this story? Like, where did all that come from? And like, what was the rehearsal like? Like, not only were you doing a card trick, but you're also telling a story. And the story wasn't quite simple to tell either. 
you had to hit the mark. You had to be hitting the points at those very seconds. Like from a technical point of view, I'm an actor. So I looked at what you were doing too from the technical side and it looks very challenging, quite complex. So like, what was the rehearsal like? And like, how did you storyboard this whole story? Like, how did it start? Like, where did that come from? So yeah, interesting set of questions. The idea of using a deck of cards to tell a story is not my original like concept. Like that's been done. It's possibly one of the oldest things ever. Like there's a, there's a trick that dates back hundreds of not ever. Oldest magic trick. There's a lot of dinosaurs that are older than that. But it's one of the oldest sort of original tricks to tell it. It's usually done in a story about just a makeup story that they've just used to t- use the deck of cards and just finish the deck off. But I thought it's captivating. So why not use it to have some other social benefits from it, like some meaning, some, yeah, something else other than just entertaining and kind of wowing people with the the trickery of it. So I actually did a similar style thing in 2018 when maybe 17, you might be able to help me, there was the Australian vote for the same-sex marriage that was, I think it was the end of 2017. I think it got announced in the start of 2018. So I thought I saw this thing setting up where there was only a week left for people to vote. And I thought, I want to tell a story using a magic trick to try and encourage people to vote. They could vote whatever they wanted, really. I slightly tilted people to vote. Let's vote yes. Like, let's let this thing happen. But in the same, I didn't make it really about like why it should be yes. It was just like, here's a story, but everyone should vote. And the process and that was the first time I ever did it. And this mental health one was the second one. And it's funny, yeah, doing it, the goal is to, you start with 52 cards and you go, I want to pretty much use this whole deck of cards. If I can use all 52, that's brilliant. And I think in the Australia's Got Talent one, I use, I've maybe those four cards I didn't use, but I was pretty happy. Like that was just like a side, it, it probably doesn't matter. No one's really going to look through the no video and count the cards. Yeah. 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 But, but you do because that's your art, right? So you yeah, want to make, yeah, I get that. I get and that, that was just a little bit of little bit of a challenge. And then I thought, what are some other ways you can use cards other than just the numbers and the suits to add extra words in? So like the word straight or the word flush or the word full house. And then I start building all these words. So I obviously had this idea about mental health, and I go, there's a lot of numbers that are very interesting and unknown, and Decks of cards are obviously brilliant to just throw out numbers like that. So this is going to be a pretty cool way to do it. So it was a mix of writing out all these words and finding out these real statistics and putting them all, yeah, putting them together in a story arc that started off interesting and funny into very serious, into why I'm here and what helps me. And then into, I hope everyone else can, this can help some people. And then, I guess punctuating it, I was very fortunate that I forget the man's name. <laughs> I'm going to remember it. But he worked on television and helped. His full-time job is actually to help people do presentations, which just was unreal how perfect that was for me. And he came up with the one idea, which was just absolute killer. And it reminds me of the scene in the social networking where the guy goes, in the Facebook, drop the, and then just kind of walks off. I think Justin Timberlake plays it. It's just like this one simple addition that probably made it a hundred times better. 
he said to me, he said, don't just deal them on a little pile and then just deal them on top of each other. Deal them across the table. There's four judges there. Deal them across the table. Have them to be able to like look back on the joint journey. And then you can even point back. Do you remember Jack back there? And it was incredible. Like, cause any other time you see a story deck, which is you know, there's not that many of them, but they'll always just be, here's a placemat. I'm going to deal them and move them to the side and do that. And, and I, lo- like, I love that. You laid them all out like a journey from A all the way to Z. It was great. Yeah. And the like it's some of the reactions when you look at Kate Ritchie's one of the, the judges. She was lovely. She you can see her kind of looking back and be like, this is all. Yeah. I remember that. It's re- that was like a very fortunate suggestion by a friend. So yeah, that and I've had a background in drama at school. I was I did drama and I've always enjoyed being kind of on stage and filming little skit videos. And so and actually another silly thing, David Blaine, mad magician, American, one of the best, one of the OG street magicians paved the way. I listened to a podcast of his and he talked about a few little side things that he did just to help him be a better performer, better presenter. One of which was an acting class, which makes a lot of sense. But then another one was he did a stand-up comedy class. And I went and did that, something like that in Sydney. And just talking about timing and using parts of your your lungs. You're an actor, you know much more about this than me. But I just thought this is, yeah, it's not, I'm not going to be a comedian, but any of these little side skills you can borrow to help be better presenter, might as well use them. So the end of that comedy thing was funny because we had to do a stand-up comedy. That was the end goal. You had to do six weeks classes, and then the end of the six weeks, you went to like a showcase, an open mic night, and that was great fun. Magic mic on the mic. (laughs) Yeah, side story there. You could tell you now. About a month ago, my girlfriend found a open mic night called Magic Mic Night. That we've just we've got to go. That sounds great. We sat in the front row because that was the only ones that were free when you get there late. And, you know, you know, no one's in the front row of a comedy show because you get yeah, picked on. That's, you're going to get tortured. And yeah, so there's maybe six comedians, eight, but then there's also that one MC kind of meets. Yeah, who rips you. Yeah, and starts it off and it bridges all the comedians together. She comes out and just straight away crowd work. All right, what do we do here? You know, you points to my girlfriend, what do you do? And she said, ah, oh, digital marketing and She's actually very good at it and she's awesome. And she talked a bit about that. And she goes, and my boyfriend here, his name is Magic Mike. That's why we're here. He's a magician. And this comedian who probably didn't have much material, just loved it. He goes, all right, surely you're going to show us all a trick. Get up here. And at that point in my head, I'm thinking, of course, I'd love to get up here and show them a trick, but I don't want to be too keen. So I sit back and go, no, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> and, all right, I'll get Fine up hard there. To get. I'll get up there. And then I'm like, do you have a deck of cards on you? And she's like, what do you mean? And then I pull a deck from behind her ear because I just. And you then. Go, you got to go prepared, right? Deck exactly. Of cards you never. In the pocket. Never leave the house without a deck. And she said, she laughed at me. Oh, my, this guy who carries a deck of cards everywhere he goes. Like, what a loser. Or like, not that bad, but <laughs> close to. And then I just do the whole like, all right, I'm done here. Go to walk off. She said, no, 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 come back, come back. Again, I was never leaving that stage. And I did a trick to her and all of a sudden she just, she went from kind of, you know, laughing at me about having deck to just going, what happened? And she said, I've never thought of dating a magician. Like this is, I can see why you date a magician. This is, she's like, Whew. 
And it was just so funny, like watching her flip in this story. And then the next comedian came up and he made some jokes. Like, oh, we've got a bloody magician here. Like, what are we all going to, like, why are we all here? He should, he should do some more, something silly. But then he tells a story about going to a hairdresser. I went to a hairdresser, had the best haircut. The guy, I could tell he was a good hairdresser because he had a tattoo of some scissors behind his ear. And when you walk into a place and they have a tattoo about their occupation, you know they're good. That's when you know this guy's keen. And he goes, not enough people have tattoos about their jobs. So hands up, who here's got a tattoo about their job? And I just put my hand up. Like, like I do. He's like, oh, fuck, of course he does. And I have a tattoo of like a playing card that I use as a part of a trick. So anyway, open mic night. I just got on a, I had to tell that story. Go Did tell those mind? stories, man. It's all part of it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, mate, that- I, I love it. I love the interest. And like we spoke off air for a little bit about your background and how you ended up kind of getting into the whole magician side of life for yourself, right? Like unpack that story. Like you're in finance. You worked in America. You're ending up in like magic and telling stories and making people laugh and keeping people guessing and having this mystery about the work that you do. Like why did you end up going down that route? Would you just come out of thin air or did someone tell you to do it? Did you want to do it? Like how does someone who's in a completely different level of work just sidetrack into this? Where did it come from? So I was living parallel lives almost for a little while where I never thought of doing magic as a full-time job. So this is, I was a 10-year-old and I have six older brothers and they showed me tricks and they would show me some magic that blew me away. I was sat there. For, I'm a logical guy. I did maths at uni and I love trying to figure this stuff out and I just had no idea and I loved it. Then I found, I stumbled across a book and I've learned to trick and I tricked my older brothers. And it was one of the first times that these guys who, yeah, my heroes still are, they were like, who, you know, how'd you do that? And they took an interest in me. But it was never a huge thing. It was always like the magic kind of found me young. And I, I was, I had a, I would do tricks every now and then at school, but no one really knew me as a magician or anything. And then really this one year, 18 years old, living in the UK, and I was performing. I was just doing a, a, a trick to a student at this school. He was waiting for his dad to pick him up from school. I was a gap student, like a teacher. and Yeah, like a tutor or something. Yeah, and his dad, his dad was came in to pick him up, and I was halfway through this trick, and I finished it, and the dad just goes, huh. I would have done it like this and pulled his own deck of cards out of his pocket. And I thought, what sort of a loser carries cards everywhere he goes? Ah, Look who did it 10 years later. They're guilty. (laughs) So, and then he said, we actually have a group. You should come along. You obviously into this. Yeah. You got a passion for it. So come along. This was in 2018. And yeah, I was about 18 and nothing. Everyone there was, had been doing magic professionally for decades and they were showing me stuff and I was like, what's going on? This is like, this is great. I loved, I love magic. I still do. I love it like way more than anyone should probably. And I just like, I wanted to see everything, everyone to show me more. And I luckily knew this one little move that they didn't know how to do, like to get the top card to the bottom or something as simple as that. And they said, how did you do that move? And I said, all right, John, I'll tell you if you tell me how you got the thing in your shoes. So you finagled, and- you finagled. Finagled, I, I yeah, leveraged that about 12, 15 times and I managed to walk away with a bag of tricks, a bag. And then a fortnight later, I sort of had this pretty decent 
set of skills and I was able pretty quickly to be able to offer feedback to other people's routines. People come out with their own stuff and I go, and maybe I had a bit of a better approach of how does a lay person, like how does a, a muggle see these things and talk about it like that, go, oh, maybe we should slow down at this point because they don't understand what you're doing or whatever it is. But then came back to Australia, always going to go to, to uni and, yeah, I was doing math, actuarial studies, like a math thing. But the magic stuff was, I was just so passionate about it at this point. Loved I was it, doing, I. Oh, doing it to everyone who would listen. And it timed well because I had I had to have this pretty major knee surgery when I was just I had to come back from the UK early because of a, a knee injury. So hospitalized, bed struck for about two three months. I had this huge metal exterior frame around my leg with the pins that go into the leg, to the point where people would yeah it's a real nasty one. People would say like little kids would look at me and look up and look at me like on my leg and then hug their mum and start crying because it was like I was like a cyborg. Sorry for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe they oh, felt no. bad for me. Or they're scared of me. One of the two. <laughs> I went to a, a formal, my girlfriend at the time, year 12 formal, and my auntie made it was really like it sat outside my leg and it was about this long. About this long. 30 centimeters for those listening. And my auntie made this like flared pair of pants. So one leg just flared out really big. So I had a, like a nice brown chocolate brown suit on and one of the legs flared out. So it went over. So I got to go to a formal on crutches still, but auntie saved the day. So I had a lot of time to myself to practice the magic. And I was performing to everyone who would listen, people who wouldn't listen, didn't matter. I would just choose a card. And then it almost got to a point where my mates were like sick of it, which Funnily, I gave them grief, but it helped me kind of rein it in and just pick my spots, which is so important as a magician. And I learned that I would go up to groups of people at bars and clubs in Canberra where I grew up and people go, why do you have a deck of cards with you at 10.30 at night? Like, it's a bit strange, (laughs) which is totally fair. And I learned quickly that if I pretended to work at that venue, people would just have their guard down, which is totally fine. Hey, guys, I work here at Honky Tonk. I'm a magician tonight. Just grab a card. You two grab a card each and they're in. And it just helped me practice and helped me just learn what people, what tricks people like, what order to do them in, these sort of things that you you can't practice in front of a mirror. I never really practiced in front of a mirror anyway. But I was doing it this one bar in Canberra. Hey, guys, I work here at Hotel Realm. Spent 25 minutes at this table. And the guy goes, mate, that was great. I love the trick you did with those two and it swapped. But I know you don't work here. I own this bar. Oh, my God. What happened after that? But then he laughed. He He just goes, do you want to? I've watched you do it to another table. Do you want to come here and just do what you've been doing? Just come to a table. And I dead set. Some of the magicians in the UK convinced me to just not do it as a job. For some random reason, they're like, just keep it as like a side hustle. You'll enjoy it. A hobby thing, yeah. Yeah, like you might lose passion if it becomes a job or something. So I really never thought of doing it as a job. And then this guy said, come and try it out. Just come here on a Friday and see what happens. And I didn't. Just luckily from that point on, people would say, oh, I'm having an engagement party or I'm having a Christmas party, something, come along for an hour. And that is wild. Yeah, it was just the start of that. And that was always a side hustle for about eight years probably until I decided finally called my mom and said, I'm quitting my finance job. I'm and then you full-time. made the full commitment to full time, which is, I think is fair. And you got to, and I think it was smart of you, man, to have that as a side hustle to a point where it really started picking up. 
Through the magic day, let's talk about magic in itself because there are a lot of people probably listening to this who've seen magic in their life. Like, I know you're probably not going to give away all your tricks and that's just beauty of being a magician. How do you come up with new tricks other than working with other artists? Because it really is. You're an artist. That's You're in the entertainment industry. So like, is there a secret to doing magic? Like, I often have seen it, right, in the past. And I'm like, how the fuck? Have they done that? Like, where are the cards coming from? How have they pulled them out like that? How do they know that your card's an ace of spades when you've frisbeed them? Like, can you let us in on one secret, mate, here on the podcast? It's all I'm asking. I feel like you'd be an absolute gem of a person having a video of like me doing a trick to you or a magician doing a trick to you and you reacting. That's going straight Straight in the highlights reel, I'm sure. Yeah, bet. 100%. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, how? Like, this is that good? Like, man, can you fill us in? Like, give us some insight, intel. Even if it's on an old trick, like, what are you doing? Like, how do you do it? I want to know. Like, because you're not, you are a magician. That's your background. I get it. But there's something that you're doing, finagling with the cards in people's minds to think that they're seeing or doing something. And this is just the way it is, right? Or am yeah. I wrong? No, you're right. And it's, I love learning about how people think about tricks. So I'll do a trick and then maybe I'm in a small group and I kind of turn my back. I hear John telling his friend Steve about what just happened and it's straight off their head. You hear them go, so then I did this and then the card appeared here. And interestingly, it's a little bit bent, like they blow it up or they twist it around a little bit. So then I start to think like what parts of this trick did they really care about? What could I cut? What could I emphasize? What's the part of this process that people really like? That and I'll see someone do a trick. So originally I might watch, again, let's go to David Blaine. He might do a trick on Jimmy Fallon because that's like a really big television show. He's, he's going to go on there and do something, one of his best. And I don't know exactly what he's doing. Like it's probably created by him and his team. But the story arc of that trick, I go, that's a fascinating way to use cards. It's not a simple this is a four, this is a jack. He's just giving him a pile of cards. You know, you have 12 now, hold them here. Say a number from one to 10, six. Now you have 18, say another number. And it, the cards grow in their hands. How? Like, a, like tell me, how does this so, work? Well, the, in my head, and this, I'm thinking, And what you're saying is, by the way, stay on this tangent because it's very, for people who are listening, it's visual. This is good. So keep on this tangent. This is great around magic tricks. I love this. Yeah, well, I'm watching it. And, and I, again, I haven't seen the method or I've watched it tutorial on how to do this but i just thought this is a great twist on a use of cards not just remember the suit remember the number and i don't know exactly how he does it but i figure out my own way of doing it and i just go that's like a really clever story arc that i want to take people on similarly i remember seeing someone guess someone's phone passcode and they just went up to a person in the park in new york again i'm watching this online and just grabbed someone's phone and guess it. Of course, they, you know, and I don't blame people for thinking this is a setup or he watched her put the phone code in 10 minutes ago. But I believe as a magician, I just know that it's not set up. Well, I finally, sometimes I could probably tell that 1% is, but it's really, it's almost certainly not. So I remember just thinking, this is during lockdown and I had my housemates with me and I'm like, guys, I'm going to guess your phone passcodes over the next month. I'm going to change them up if you want. And I remembered finally cracking one and I thought this is going to work. And this is another tangent story, but guess my housemate's passcode. It was the first one I ever guessed properly. And 
such a And you legitimately unique... guessed it. You legitimately guessed it. You didn't fuck around. You weren't getting intel. No one told you. Okay, I can tell you this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. No honest, intel. Man. Be honest. No intel. I didn't know it before we started. I never saw it put it in. Fuck around is a broad term. Probably fucked around somehow. That's what magicians <laughs> do. But yeah, it's effectively I could go like if we were at the bar, you and I, I could grab your phone and we'd have a little small chat and I guess your passcode. That's kind of how the story of it goes. I wouldn't need to see you do it. So that was my goal because a magic trick is so much better if it contains a personal element. You could do the same trick, but if you somehow involve someone thinking about their best friend's birthday or their own pin code or something and use those numbers instead of just numbers randomly thought of, it's so much better. So ah, okay. So you're saying personal, you're saying tricks that involve some kind of personal element tend to be better tricks, better taken by the community and people at shows and at parties and stuff yeah, like that. People just remember okay. it. And that, like okay, just cool. real easy example is I might have 30 cards in this deck and I go, Sam, just choose an arm between one and 30. And you say 12 and it's genuinely random. Or I go, Sam, I want you to think of a loved one, maybe a grandparent or a mom or dad and think of the day of the month they're born. Like you're walking into the house, it's their birthday. You got the day of the month. What day of the month is it? It's the 12th. Okay, great. This is your, and then you deal down to the 12th card. And someone remembering that goes, that was my nan's birthday. And that was the card that had Steve's signature on it. Like, how did the hell did that happen? It's the same randomness, but those are little things you can, that's a simple example to try and make it more personal. So the phone passcode is just that on steroids because everyone just goes, guess my passcode. And I'll do it. And that's the one trick where people will just go, 
all right, do mine. And you could just you could just do that for an hour with a group of people. If I do a card trick, it's rare. Maybe twice they want to see that same card trick, but it's not like do the same one to her, to me. So that one's just really fun. And I remember the funny story. The first time I performed that outside of my house, like kind of COVID slowed down and we were allowed to go outside and do things. And I'm performing to someone. And this is just an interesting part about learning the process of performing a magic trick. A, you need to figure out how to do it. That's, I'm going to say less than half of the whole skill set of being a good presentation. So I know how to guess someone's phone passcode. But B, I walked up to this person and I go, I want to do a magic trick. Like, do you have your phone on you? And he goes, yep, great. And he gives me his phone and he goes, oh, my passcode's 7836. And I've, as soon as I start that, I go, of course, I need to tell people just in case. What the magic trick is. What the trick is, don't tell me your passcode. Like, you just got to cut that out because then the trick's dead. So there's that kind of, you start to remind yourself of these or things. And as every time you perform, something will happen or someone will won't be impressed. Like, why didn't they think that was yeah. good? Maybe and you change certain parts and that. A couple of lines different and the trick just seems so much better. So it is a story at the end of the day. I mean, people are engaged about the story that's attached to the trick as opposed to just seeing a trick. I feel like the the story with it makes it that much more powerful and impactful. Dead set. So I remembered when I was I got back, this is the early stage. I got back from the UK and I'm getting into magic. I went to a party and funny this guy hears this but with the theme of the party was what did you want to be when you were a kid and at that point i was already looking for any excuse to show people magic so this is the dream setup of a party i can just turn up as a magician and i don't have to explain why i have cards with me i go there and there's another guy who's a magician and i had always been jealous not well he was just really good you you admired what he was doing yeah and i'm like oh damn it, it's a bit of a shame he's here, but that's also cool. I get to watch his stuff. And just so technically good, everything he was doing, just you could watch it in 120 you know, frames a second and not pick up a thing. But people, and then I would do something, which in my head was a bit sloppy, but I would just have a laugh with it and you know, a bit of banter. People at the end of the night just came up to me, maybe did the same to him, but I don't, I don't think so. They said, I liked your man. I don't know if you want to care about this, but I liked your stuff better than than his. And I was like, why? I was just kept thinking, why? Like, you don't realize what he's doing. But that was just the point where presentation, the story, the the character is way more important than you could be a bit of a sloppy something and just get a really great reaction. If you make people feel comfortable and have yeah, a laugh. Exactly. So exactly. that's just a big part of it all, which it's I love. Relatable, man. It's relatable. It kind yeah. of resonates with people. I think that's that's key. Otherwise, you lose people, you know? Yeah, exactly right. And yeah, so there's just a magic, like all the parts that go into being a magician, I just, every little bit of it, I find. If so, drawing from, again, like you can be a comedian, you can be an actor, you can do this, you're just drawing it in, psychologist, mathematician, all these, finally, all these little elements of things that I've enjoyed. It's like, this is something that combines them all. I didn't think this would, do, this would exist, so... I, I think it's definitely it, the thing I was born to be, you know. And you're pumping them out, man. You're doing lots of shows. I see how busy you are and that sort of stuff, which is amazing. You were extremely busy through the lockdown in Australia and COVID. And then obviously you're back on the road doing your shows. You just uh, you were just recently in Byron Bay that you mentioned, living the dream there, doing events and whatnot. I mean, is there anything that you kind of leave 
feeling deflated sometimes or things where you go, fuck, that didn't really work well or I kind of wish I got a better reaction because there is an element that's out of your control too as an entertainer, so to speak. Like you can do the best you can, but if your crowd's not really yeah showing up for you that night or they're not fully present, it can be probably challenging for you. Would I be right saying that? Definitely. There's things that can happen that are a bit out of your control. You could turn up. So I'll either do a stage performance where it's, hey, everyone, stop what you're doing. Look at me for 20, 30 minutes. And you've got a microphone. You're you're on a platform and people are watching from all angles versus there's roaming around. We go up to tables, people standing around. Usually that time between a ceremony and reception and a wedding where everyone's just having a drink and just chatting. And that's so much fun. That's that cool, yeah. that stuff I just I've done infinite amount of hours of that I can just turn up and just feel so comfortable and and in my absolute element when it's on a stage it's so much it's a different game and all of a sudden there's things that are really out of your control the, the audio these sort of things that the lighting the audio the angles that people are watching from sometimes I need a camera that's pointing down at a table to project it onto a screen to then to be able to see it. That stuff really stresses me out. And I'll, yeah, I've just had some times when, I don't know, I've just, like, actually a really interesting example. I recently got someone up and I wanted to do the phone passcode, guess. And I didn't ask the person permission if they wanted me to guess their passcode. And this is something I've really learned from that example. And what happened was, I'm like, all right, this is 300 people that this person works with. I'm going to try and guess your passcode. And on stage. on stage. Oh, Jesus. So all the spotlights on you, yeah. Yeah, and I said, I'm going to try to guess your passcode. He's like, okay, cool. And what happens is they need to somewhat just be, they need to like be ready for it, like be playing along. It's kind of the similar thing with hypnos- hypnotism. If you, if you stand there and don't even give yourself a chance to like enjoy it, you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to be hypnotized. This person needs to. You're kind of shutting off to it. Yeah, this and this person, what he ended up doing was he didn't want people to, he didn't want anyone to know his passcode. So he was lying about the code and I was able to figure out the number that he was lying about in his head, you know, but not, it wasn't actually his code. Ah, uh, yeah. because And usually like my big reveal is that I put the final number in and then it opens and you kind of swipe through the app. So just whatever. But I got the numbers and then I'm like going for that last number. And I'm like, it's the last number. And I usually don't even say it. I just press six if it's, and it just wasn't opening. And I'm like, and is it six? He's like, yeah, it's six. And then I just, it just was really, okay, all the numbers were right. And then it only later clicked to me that he made up the number that he was thinking of. It wasn't his code. It's never going to open. Yeah. So, it's something like that. You just you hit this really awkward moment and it just took me well off stream. I, I was about to do another trick with him and I just wanted him off the stage because he was he felt a bit awkward. Yeah, I learned straight away to go, if someone comes up, offer them an option of the certain trick you might do. I could either guess your passcode or I could do this. And nine times out of ten, people want to guess the passcode. They just think it's so much fun. It's like it's so impossible. It's only you. Yeah, know it's like this there's thing. no way this guy. Yeah. So mate, on that though, like, just give me. It doesn't have to be one of your greatest tricks. Just give me, give me a. Not doesn't even have to be an answer to one of your tricks. It just in general, like as a magician, right? You've been in this field now for quite a while. You've been a fan of it since you were young. You're a professional artist. You do it for a living. Let me in on one trick. Just like. 
You know, like for yeah. example, like when gotcha. people hide car, like, yeah, just just let me in on something so I know. Like, and yeah, okay, I see a Jack. Yep. The Jack, oh, he's good. So we'll get there. I've avoided that, but we'll get there. Give me a yeah, one minute. Yeah, I know minute. you've been avoiding me, mate. I'm, I'm on to you, man. Give me a one-minute detour, which makes sense. You mentioned about during lockdown I was doing magic. So that was funnily, it went from me being telling my brother I'm in the worst 1% of people affected by this lockdown. Not, not financial, well, not health-wise, but just like job-wise. I thought as a magician, magicians in general – and a lot of these sort of artists performing at events are going to just be crushed where my housemates had office jobs that they could just work from home. I was like a bit, damn it. Why did I quit my job? This <laughs> It was pretty bad timing. Into very fortunately, I was doing tricks on Instagram to just keep myself entertained and to keep myself relevant doing Instagram live where I do a magic trick to the camera. And then finally, this random... One of the days that I was doing it, I did to do it every Wednesday, seven o'clock, jump on Instagram live and I'll see you there. And not that many people watch, a few dozen, hundred, I don't know. But then this one day it said, Alice wants to join your Instagram live. At the very start, I'm like, oh, it's actually not a bad idea. Click, boom. Now it's like what we've got here, where it's just you do it, me and Alice. I'm like, oh, this is actually, this could work. Alice, choose a car, let's try this out. And the trick was really interactive and fun and bubbly and she was great and like, you know what? And I change it. Every time I do this, I'm going to have a guess. Like, if you want to be on, slide into the DMs. Let's figure this out. And that was it every Wednesday. And then I got very fortunate because Hamish Blake jumped in and on one of the days. And I made up a trick purely original to go, I want to do a trick where it allows this person who is funny to, to show off their personality and to be fooling and to just like tick all these boxes. And I did this real, like this real complicated thing. And back then the, the video was backwards. You had to write everything backwards. And anyway, it was really cool. And it popped up as like a little memory the other day. We had about 15,000 people watching it. No so from that, man. people would then say, oh, I saw you do this magic trick on Instagram. Could you do a Zoom show for my team, like my law firm or something? And then I just started doing hour-long Zoom shows mate for companies and then it got it spread around the world because i was like doing them in the uk and germany the first that one was actually in germany insane. and i was waking up at 3 a.m doing hour-long shows and i had to write all of the stuff originally for zoom because a card trick where i put something in their hands obviously doesn't translate so everything i do is like really fair in this frame to be because if i take these cards and i go sam i'm gonna write your name on the nine and then take them out of shot for one second. Yeah, people that'd just be go. Like your, yeah, you've got a little. Your assistant, you've got a little something yeah, cheap. 100%. Cheap. Someone's pulling the strings here. Totally, I would think the same. So everything all of a sudden was all right. Let's use the wall behind us. Let's raise this. Let's make sure everything is on frame the whole Completely time. Totally different technical side, isn't it? From in person to on Zoom and that. Actually, this is a side thing. Again, another side side. If you have a deck of cards there with you, is there? I should have asked you this before. Maybe in the house, maybe I, next time. I can get it. I can get one, yeah. All right, we'll get one later for something. But there's a really cool trick that I came up with to involve someone using a deck in their living room. And that was like, that's a real special one because a lot of them are me doing the moves, but I want you to be a part of it as well. And then something, I will do it later. But Well, mate, let's just go right there now. Let me go get a deck of okay, cards. Let's do let's it. Do a check. I want to do a trick right now with you. And then I need you to tell me the intel how you do something. 
so that people can listen. If you're comfortable, you don't have to. I'm not trying to tell you to tell them everything because that would be giving away your job. But I want you to leave me with some wisdom where it answers maybe some of my question. I've got you, but I got you, mate. I got you. All right. Got a deck of cards here. Here we go. I'm going to take out the bicycle and I'll also take out the jokers or am I keeping them in here? You can do it. You can keep them in and take them out. So what? show us this deck. You got a bicycle deck like me. We red or blue? Yeah, What's... yeah, yeah. Blue. Blue. Oh. Yeah, mate. Look, full deck. Just, yep, here we are. Oh, that's the, the full big. Full deck because Nadia and I play Yuka. Mate, love Yuka. Nadia is your partner. I see. Yes, my fiance getting married in April 22. Cannot wait. Oh, wow, that's soon. Where's that going to be? Mexico. Mate, if you need a magician there, that's my absolute gem. We'll talk off air. Awesome. Yeah. So So show me, man. Let's go. Let's get to it. Okay. So show us these cards again. What you've got. How many do you want me to have here? Do you want me to have the whole deck? Yeah, the whole deck. That looks pretty good. Let's use that. I've got a random deck. I'm just going to grab some. You got your whole deck there. Let's. I got my whole deck here. Yeah, I'm pretty good with this. I don't lose any cards because we need them all. So. Nards and I actually play cards quite regularly, so I rest assured I've got them all here, man. I carry cards everywhere I go half the time because I just want someone to play cards with, like just play some 500 or Euchre or Poker or something. Yeah, good, mate. I love that you play Euchre, man. That's a big game over here. Her parents live in Kentucky, West Virginia area, and everyone plays out there. There's like Euchre comps and tournaments, and mate, I'm... I've scrubbed up on that game now, and I never played it in Australia, but it's Australian, isn't it, that game? I think so. Yeah, definitely. And it sounds I'm, like I'm it. pretty good at it now, mate. So next time I'm home, we'll have to smack, get our partners together, mate. We'll, we'll go at it. Bit of doubles. Yeah. Let's do so it. So talk to me, man. All right. So again, let's just start from the top. You've got a deck of cards. Go deck of cards. Hold them face down like this. Yeah, all in screen, yeah. And Sam, we haven't actually, we haven't even drawn attention to this. My surname is Webb. Yeah, yeah, Magic Mike Webb, Michael Webb, Sam Webb. We're like long lost brothers. This is the Webbs, the Webb Bros. At it again. Yeah. Actually, how did you? Did, was that? that I tagged. I've tagged I you in that. that picture the other day. Yeah, that was funny, eh? With your family. Yeah. And like so people that you, yeah, this is a connection. This is a Webb Brothers connection. If this works out, this is the only reason it'll work because we're a couple of Webb Bros. You got a deck here, like a skill tester, like the big claw. Can you reach down and pick up? I don't know a quarter of the cards. Yep, pick and up flip the them all over and put them yep. on the deck. Yep, so upwards, yep. You've got that there. So like, we've got a black card. We're getting close. The goal is to try and match these cards. We're going to do it one step at a time. Can you reach down again, grab me even more like three quarters of the cards, flip them all over and put them on the deck? Perfect. What do we got here? We're getting closer. We're getting for three, four. I like this. You're going to have this. Look through your cards. You should have a bunch that are face up as you do that, right? And then you probably have a pile that are face down. Correct, yeah. Follow me here and take the face up ones and just put them on the table. We don't need them. So the face up ones on the table, yep. Okay, That's yep. right. And now you've got these cards that are face down. You did this randomly, right? You shuffled them, like you mixed them I up. shuffled them, yep, yep. And you've grabbed these random bits. I want you to do this. I want you to grab the top card. Don't even look at it. Just hold it to your chest like that. Don't look at it. Okay. I've done the same. I was doing this. The rest of the cards, we don't need them. Yeah. Oh, so I can throw this. Okay, cool. This yep. is a beautiful moment. Mate, this is going to be hilarious if this works. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> couple of... You're in LA. I'm in Sydney. Yeah. So the same. You can count nuts. us in. You can count yeah. us in. I'm so... I'm, I'm honestly so nervous. What do you mean? So I'm counting down from three? Yeah. And then we'll turn them over and hopefully it's the same card. 
Are you confident about this, man? So I do this in my Zoom shows and easily this is the, like my heart rate, it's funny, I measure it throughout the whole hour. It's twice as much as it is in any other part of the show. I don't know if this no will way. work. I don't know how this is going to work, man, but let's try it. This is crazy if it works. Like I don't understand how it would work. Let's do it. You come in. Three, two, one, go. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. No, 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 no. How the actual fuck, how the fuck did that happen? Holy shit. That, boom. Are you kidding me, man? I need to know. Now, are you able to feel like, because we are getting to the back end of this, mate, that, that is seriously, hand on my heart, I have not rigged anything here to all you listeners. I've not done anything but taken your advice. I've split the deck the way you said. I hadn't hidden cards, shuffled them a certain way, cut this into the podcast. How did, Are you able to tell me how this happened or not? That one's a bit too special. Okay, that one's too special. But finally, at that point, I honestly didn't know if it would work, which is why I get so excited when that, I turn that card around. I'm like, oh, oh, yes. Oh, my God, man. So, okay, well, can you fill me in with something? As we come to, this, to the end of this podcast, is there something that you can just show me really simple where you're not really giving away your own tricks that people pay for and that sort of stuff that disrespects that? The reason I started to tell the Zoom sort of stories and that part of COVID and doing magic virtually was because as a part of my show, and very luckily, I still get to do virtual shows. I love them. I love just performing a trick like that to you. I do them every week. So as a part of the longer show, I can teach people a trick and it always goes down a treat. So this is the sort of idea that I love to teach, right? You've got a deck of cards now. This is perfect. Grab your I've cards. I've got a deck of cards. So you sort of put them all back together? Yeah. And I want to see, I don't know how, you got to do this, all right? You got to set up a camera and film this tonight to your fiance and do this trick to her and get her reaction. This is it. So do something, choose a, a card that you remember. I don't know, an ace is usually pretty good and put it to the very bottom. So let me know which one you do. Put the ace of hearts at the bottom. Why not? I got the ace of hearts. So you want me to use the ace of hearts? Just makes it easier for me because I already have it there. Ace. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the bottom, yeah. Delightful. Okay. So I guess in magic with card tricks, really, you either try and make them choose a card that you already want them to choose. There's like tricky ways to do that, but then it can get obvious. Or you can let them choose a card at random and you don't know what it is. And then you try and figure out what it is. That's the kind of the two games you're playing. And then once you figure out what it is, you get it creative on your own and you take it wherever you want. So what I want to do right now is that second option where they can choose any car they want and you're going to be able to figure out what it is. And then I'll give you an example of how to end it, but I'll stress that as an example and you can actually detour that and go anywhere. And it's almost like you could just come up with 10 tricks all of a sudden because of this one tricky move, right? This is the building block for you to get creative. Ace of hearts at the bottom or any card that you just remember. And importantly, the only time this will break is if you accidentally have a deck that has two of the same card. If you have two aces of hearts, you're in trouble. But you're a Euchre player, you're not going to have, that's not going to happen. You'll have your audience person choose any card. And you can do that in two ways. There's the classic pick a card, any card. I could not give that any lower of a score than possible. Like it's just people go, I've seen this before or ah. Now I don't want to. If you just go, 
a simple switch and say, just touch a card or steal one or grab one, but don't let me see it. Any of those kind of just variations of that, people will get it. It's a bit fresh. It's a bit different. So anyway, they're going to take any card they want, pull out a random one and just show us. And this is you're now acting as if you're your spectator. So they've chosen the four of diamonds. Again, you wouldn't know what it is at this point, but your spectator has chosen the four and you say, okay, I'm just going to let them hold it. So I'm just going to put it here because you need two hands for a second. Nice. What you do is say, is this go, okay, we're going to put your card back in the middle, take the pile. And what you want to do is you want to cut the cards in half and remember which one's the bottom half, which one's the top half. You actually want to offer them the top half and go, put your card there and we'll bury it in the middle. And you're kind of almost prompting that you're going to bury it in the middle. So when they do put it it there. They're going to put it on top of it. Yeah, like that. Yeah. They're going to put it where it was and then you're going to bury it. So it's generally going in the middle. But if that pile that you just put on top, if was that the bottom one? It was the bottom one originally for you, wasn't it? Great. So it's in there now. It's lost. I'll go over that point again in a second, but it's lost in there. What you'll find now is if you look through the cards, you'll be able to figure out their card instantly. So, okay, look, your ace of hearts is at the bottom. I've done it, it wrong, haven't I? You've done it wrong, which is great. Good to get it wrong the first time. Let's do this again. Let's go again. Yep. Let's go again. So, choose a random card. Ace of diamonds. Yep, ace of diamonds is going in the bottom. Yep, yep. And choose it. Choose any card again. You can choose that four of hearts if you want. That was a good one. Find that four. Okay, I'll find that four. Four of diamonds it was, yeah. I got that. Okay, so spectators holding on to the four. You don't know what it is. They've shown their friends. You then take the cards in half. I'm going to watch your hands now. Yeah. And then the top half, which is in your, yeah, you need to to make them put it there. You need to offer that, put it like lower. Yeah, okay. And then do the motion like you're going to put the bottom one on top. You're going to slap it on top. Like that. Yeah, but you're, yeah, with the deck. So not you don't have to use the card, but yes. So you've taken it in half and then you're just like offering them the top half. It's like you're trying to give it to them, the top half. Yeah, this one, this one, yeah? Put it, yeah, and then you go put it there and we'll bury it in the middle. So now they're putting it on the top of what was the top half. Yep, yep. And then you're, true, yep. you're putting the bottom ah, half on top. So now the ace, the ace is next to it. That step there is, and clearly it's good to make it, honestly, in life, obviously, you know this, but when you make mistakes in magic tricks, you learn so much better. Like, oh, cool, I can get way better at it. If you do five in a row that work, you're more likely to make a mistake on your 10th one than if your first five all sucked. You're just so ready to be good at it. So that move there is a bit tricky to kind of realize I need to give them the top half and then I bury it. They have to give them the top half and put the card on the top of the top half. Gotcha. Yeah. And like, this is how I would do it. Like it seems pretty fair and makes sense. And it's kind of, so there are four diamonds here. I'll just go, all right, Judy, you've taken a card. Great. And just put it somewhere, I don't know, back in the, in the middle here and I'll just bury it in the middle. So put it there. And that this was the top half. And they put their card, which I wouldn't still know what it is. It's lost. Yeah, it's lost. It's gone. You still wouldn't know what it is. Still don't know what it is. And then all you need is an excuse to look through the cards. And here's what not to do is to go, and just say nothing and look through the cards. Or, oh, by the way, Judy, all of these cards are different. You know, there's a seven. They're not all the like 10 of clubs or something stupid. And you're just looking through them 
in front of their face and you're showing them. And what you're doing, do it now, is you're actually trying to find the ace of yeah, hearts. It's kind of like my pegged card. Gotcha. You're finding yeah, the so ace I'm of hearts. Through. These are all, Judy, these are all different cards. Yeah, I see my ace of hearts right here. Yeah. So, A, you don't want to stop there, but yes, it's important for demonstration that you've done that. And you're just trying to find in your head, you're thinking, what card is making it hard to find the ace? Which one's hiding the ace? So, it's the card in front of it. So that is the card because if you think about it, the ace went down on top of the deck, boom. So you straight away know they chose the four and you'd keep going past. In my head, you'd I'm still going, go past it, eh? It's still go past yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, I want to find the ace and I keep going, keep going. Cool. By the way, these are all different. And then at that point, you could go, Judy, do you want to shuffle them? Because you don't even care anymore. Oh my God, this is great. You just give them the yeah, card. and then you already know the card, man. I'm shuffling them. Yeah, have, have a play. Take them, go to the bar, have a drink, take them to the restroom, have a good time. I'd be good at this, man. Let's go. I think you would be. I'm glad you're over in LA and you know we don't have to compete. <laughs> no. Oh, we could do a double act. But yeah. exactly right. So then at that point, the world's your oyster. You could go into like an example of how to end it. Judy, could I grab your hands? Put your hands out like this. And she does. And you just hold on to her hands softly almost as if like you're trying to read a pulse that you want them you don't want to tell them you're doing anything there's a bit about lying which is a little bit tricky in the realm of yeah, the ambition yeah. but if i if i can suggest something and not lie it's like that's your choice i'll just go hold on to my hands like this i need you to think of the card imagine the color of the card if it's a black card imagine a black sports car or if it's red like a big balloon or it's red isn't it okay it's red and then she smirks and now there's a diamond or there's a heart like there's a big there's a shiny ring like an engagement yeah, ring or someone's you, love man. it's a, a diamond with it. you looked down at your finger judy can you just count to 10 count to 10 out loud one two three four stop it was a four of diamonds wasn't it and the whole time you're just staring into their eyes and they just think you're reading the body language and all sorts of stuff oh my god and you could go into it again you could go all right Bill, you grab a card. Yeah, Bill, I don't know if you saw it before. These are all different. <laughs> Bill, I'm going to write something down. And then, all you know, you can just come up with all sorts of endings. You could write down, I don't know, you could already have something written down. And nah, because that's a trick where you force the card. But you can come up with all sorts of endings once you know their card. Yeah, that's mate, a little. That, that's, that's insane. And, mate, I really bloody it because I didn't think you were going to give me anything there. I thought there was a few digressions going on. So I appreciate you sharing that with me, but sharing that with all of us, if that's cool. Hey, of course. Mate, it's been a real pleasure having you on this podcast. I'm going to make sure every single person that is listening to this podcast, wherever they are in the world, jump on YouTube and watch Mike and his element sharing his story in Australia on Australia's Got Talent. And you'll soon realize the power not only of of your great artistry, man, and your trickery, but the importance of storytelling and the importance of sharing your journey, especially around mental health. Mate, big respect, big love, appreciate you. How can people, man, how can people reach out? How can people find you, maybe be a part of your journey and that sort of stuff? My favorite, well, again, thank you for the beautiful words there and the summation of all that. Yeah, the my favorite social where I do my, my proudest stuff, I put I guess the most effort in is Instagram. And it's all magic mike underscore not a stripper. So there's yeah, that's probably the best spot. I have a YouTube and I'm 
going to I'm going to build a TikTok empire. You, you heard it here first, but for now, and they're all the same. They're all the same. It's Magic Mike, not a stripper, but yeah, I appreciate that. That you'll find that you can find the Australia's Got Talent story there, or you can watch it on YouTube as well. So easy enough mate, to find. Very grateful for your time all the way from Sydney, Australia. Can't wait, mate. I, I can't wait to see your journey unfold. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You seem like you're very fulfilled. You got meaning and purpose in the work that you do, and that's what it's all about. On behalf of myself and obviously everyone in the community, especially at Living and in the work that the guys are doing back in Australia, we thank you. Keep sharing your story, man, and keep flying the flag around mental health. Mate, I will do. Yeah, and I've got a lot of a lot more things in that space that I've got up my sleeve and I've got plans. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's been it's been very nice to use magic in a way that has people obviously enjoyed just having a smile brought to them, but to have something extra as well is great. So I'm very lucky, loving it. No, it is, man. It's very cathartic, I'm sure, no doubt for you. But it's great work, man. Appreciate all the insight, the intel. And yeah, thanks for giving up your time on the podcast. And yeah, can't wait to to link back up soon, man. Big love. I'm thinking before we go, we do one more trick. Real quick one. Yeah, sure. Do you want to do one? I do. Let me just, I'm going to mix this up here. Do you want me to keep recording this on my end or? I think so. Okay. He's got something up up his sleeve for me, I reckon. He's up to no good, this bloke. I'm definitely up to no good. I have an invisible deck of cards right here. Uh Uh-huh. You can probably see them, obviously. I'm going to throw them from Sydney to LA. You're going to take a classic catch, get that. Backyard cricket skill set back up. Here we go. Three, two, Mate, I hate I hated cricket. Yeah, got it, got it. One hand. That's impressive. Could you take them out of the box and leave the box just there in front of you? Imaginary still? Uh-huh. And look through the cards. Make sure they're all different. Pull one out, but don't show the camera. And you've got one. And stare at it. Really give it almost a smell like just really see that card you know and not the four diamonds the one we kept thinking of before you got one yeah not too easy okay turn it upside down shove it in the middle of the deck so it's facing the wrong way so it's facing the wrong way yeah it's turned around and facing the wrong way okay wait up and shuffle them with sound effects and everything perfect and then and then put them all back in the box just there. They're all back in there, man. They're right there, sturdy. I'm ready. You got to wind up, baseball throw. Just throw the whole box here. Ha! Oh, shit. Okay. Hell of a throw. You did this. You threw this from LA. I threw this all the way from LA, man, in West Hollywood. We are locked in. Actually, I can't... What was that car that you turned over in your head? What was it? Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, yeah, we're locked in here. We're locked in. What was it? Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three of spades. Such a random card. Look, all of these are like all facing one way, right? Oh, my God. Oh. What was the card you were thinking of? Three of spades. How did you do that, bro? No, 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 no. How did you know? How did you do that? How did you do that, man? What do you mean? You knew. How? How did I know you knew? How did you know that? You got to teach that me. Is, that is wild, man. Mate, this has been insane. How the heck you did that, guys? Follow Mike. Follow the magician. The work you're doing incredible. If you're looking for a show, 
If you want to book him for a wedding, if you want to get him to your event, pull him into work, whatever it is, reach out to Magic Mike. He'll definitely be helpful. He's a comedian on the side too. He doesn't realize it though, but he is. And mate, I love how you're telling these stories. It's awesome. And I can't believe it. I can't wait to go show that card trick you showed me to Nadia later. She's going to lose it. I want, yeah, exactly. I want to see the reaction. I want to, that's exactly it. Try and capture it. That'd be great. Love that. I love seeing people do stuff. Mate, that was insane. I love it, man. If you ever need someone to go live on Insta, mate, you want to do some tricks, hit me up. I'm happy. I really want to bring that back. That was a really fun stage. I was pulling people from all around the world. Like people just stuck in their rooms and I was doing magic to some really cool people. So it'd be cool to get you on as well. Mate, love to. Just hit me up anytime, man. But mate, honestly, I've taken enough of your time. Go and enjoy your day. Get that party shirt out in the rain, brother, in Sydney. Enjoy yourself. And mate, when I'm back in Australia, I'll hit you up. We'll catch up. Done, mate. Looking forward to it. Cheers. Big love, bro. Take care. Look after yourself and reach out if you ever need anything or if I can help with anything, all right? Of course. Keep up your work as well, mate. Love it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Take care, bro. Thank you for listening in to another episode of It Ain't Week to Speak. Please subscribe to the show and help us climb the charts so that we can attract new listeners and change more lives. If you found something very useful in this episode, please share and spread the love to as many people as you can. Don't forget to leave a review or a comment so that we can grow this community together because a conversation can save a life. If you want to continue this chat, please join me on the podcast Facebook group at living.org. I can't wait to share the next episode with you. But in the meantime, we're going to the top. And remember, it ain't weak to speak. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.